I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on a night in which uh, there was never a doubt, right? The Hawkeyes win 91-89 over 15th-ranked Indiana. It's Iowa's uh, first Big Ten win. More importantly, Iowa avoids going 0-4 to start the Big Ten season with the trip to Rutgers upcoming. But uh, the story of the night is the comeback and the third biggest comeback in school history. And just an incredible fight by the Hawkeyes several times. Uh, obviously, after the the initial uh, onslaught by Indiana, uh, where they just came out and punched Iowa in the face, Iowa didn't look ready to go. It looked ugly for a while there, for a long time there. And, and you know, a tough end to the first half. Uh, Iowa gets a lead late in the second half and then promptly gives it up and gives up a 12, I think a 12-2 run uh, late in the second half where Indiana had a, a six-point lead all of a sudden. Uh, but the Hawkeyes never gave up. They were able to uh, to fight, to hit some key shots. More importantly, maybe get some big stops and hit some big free throws. Uh, again, en route to a 91-89, to super improbable win, but a, a must-have game for the Hawkeyes, and they had it. And uh, so happy for everybody in that program and in, in that locker room right now. And uh, obviously, of course, very happy for the McCaffrey family. I'm sure Connor and Fran and everybody wanted that win uh, for Patrick, who has taken a leave of absence uh, and, and didn't play today, but was on the sideline there. They're cheering the fans. Uh, one of my favorite pictures of the night was from uh, Web Centric on Twitter. I, I tweeted it back out on the Hawkeye Nation account where uh, you can see Fran, Connor, and Patrick all staring in disbelief at, I'm assuming, Courtney Green, who is an awful official, uh, but maybe, maybe one of the other officials who made a uh, uh, one of many horrendous calls on the night. But, hey, Iowa was able to overcome uh, overcame a lot of different things um, and and get a big, big, big win. Uh, again, the most important thing isn't that Iowa is now 1-3 in the Big Ten. It's that they're not 0-4 uh, because that was going to be a really, really deep hole. And they climbed out of a deep hole in this game. Uh, just as I said, Indiana, to start the game, A, had more energy, looked better, but couldn't miss. I mean, couldn't miss a shot, and Iowa couldn't hit a shot for a while. And that that's a trend we've seen now in the, the three-game losing streak coming into this game was Iowa's offense uh, with slow starts or, or rough starts, uh, certainly in the, in the last two games. And um, I, you, you hoped that Iowa came out with the same fight they had in the second half against Penn State uh, after a, a bad start to that game, and, and they didn't. And, you know, five minutes into the game, it's 23-4 to Indiana, and Race Thompson was all over the place. I think he left the game uh, without missing a basket. Uh, yeah, that's right. He's, he was 4-4 for the game with nine points before he got injured. And, you know, 
wish for the best for that young man. Uh, that's too bad that, that he, he left the game. It looked bad. He came out on crutches in the second half. You just hope it's not, you know, worst case scenario for for a guy like that. But uh, him leaving obviously helped the Hawkeyes because he was unstoppable. Trace Jackson Davis remained unstoppable. He ended with 30 points, um, nine rebounds, three assists. He was all over the place, three blocks, and and just played a really really good game. Uh, he he was officiated differently than Iowa was down low at times. Uh, but that that's not his fault, and I will admit, uh, not knowing Iowa's schedule off the top of my head, as soon as this game ended, I kind of looked ahead to see, do we have to play at Indiana? Because I'd really prefer not to play Trace Jackson Davis again. Although these these last couple of games, uh, the win in the Big Ten tournament with the Jordan Bohannon last-second shot, and then uh, tonight were both very, very memorable wins over a, uh, a Hoosiers team that, that came in 10-2 uh, and two and ranked 15th in the country. A big, big win for the Hawkeyes. We'll go through some of the stats here. Chris Murray matched Trace Jackson Davis with a uh, game-high 30 points. Uh, Chris was huge in the second half. Played really, really well. Uh, 10 rebounds for him as well, so he got his double-double. As did Philip Abracha, who fouled out late in the game with 19 points and 10 rebounds. And those were the two guys who kind of carried Iowa. Obviously, Connor McCaffrey, uh, who got the start in place of his brother, is always such a huge uh, floor guy and character guy for the Hawkeyes put up points as well, uh, 16 points, and you know, importantly, six of those from the free throw line. He was six of six from the free throw line. On the night, Iowa, 22 of 25 uh, from the foul line, 88%, and that's what they needed to do to get that win. Those were huge. Uh, missed a couple of uh, you know tough ones at times, but ultimately um, really, really came through at the free throw line, which is what they needed to do. Again, Philip Robracha, 19 points, 10 rebounds, and fouled out late. With a with just over a minute to go or so, and I thought that that spelled doom for the Hawkeyes. I mean, it was a close game. Maybe Iowa had a two point lead at that point, but uh, without Rabracha down there to challenge Trace Jackson Davis, it really felt like uh, Indiana had a, a distinct advantage there. Uh, but it, it just didn't come to fruition. Iowa was able to, to hold off. Connor McCaffrey, sixteen points, uh, as I said, three assists for him, uh, a steal, a couple of rebounds. Just a really nice game from Connor McCaffrey. It's not often that he scores uh, in double figures, but he was able to tonight and needed that. Tony Perkins with 10 points. He didn't play great, 3 of 12 from the field, but he did make all his free throws, 4 of four, 4 from there, 4 assists. Uh, at times, was just the, the game just seemed like it was a little too, too fast for him. He lost control a couple of times, uh, just wasn't on his game tonight. Didn't have everything there, but again, it was enough. And uh, and he was picked up by some of the other guys, most importantly Peyton Sanford, who was only one of four from three, uh, but played a big game. You know, played well, played even more. Uh, you know, had more of an impact than the ten points, two assists, four rebounds, one steal. Show uh, Peyton Sanford really grew up a little bit tonight, and he's going to have to continue continue to do that with uh, with Patrick McCaffrey's absence. You need a guy like Peyton Sanford to uh, step up, to hit some threes, to get some rebounds, to handle the ball effectively. Um, and he just, you know, he's he's had such a slump to start this season, uh, and it's really now or never for Peyton Sanford. He had a big game tonight. Uh, again, not a huge game stat-wise, but a, a really important game uh, as you watched it as part of this team. And uh, that, that was really good to see. Josh Dix hit a three. That was fun. Uh, had a, an interesting foul late, uh, but he and DeSante Bowen each got a good amount of minutes. Riley Mulvey was in there for a little bit, got one rebound. 
and put up any other stats. But this this game was really about the six players who uh, played most of the minutes. That's the five starters and Peyton Sanford. And Aaron Eulis didn't score, uh, even as a starter. I, I don't know how many minutes he played. I don't have that right in front of me, but it, it wasn't all that many. Um, Fran, especially in that second half, I think the first 11 minutes of the second half, he kept the same uh, five guys out there. And then at one point, Josh Dix uh, went out there and hit that three, but he, he subbed back out pretty quickly. And so, you know, Fran really understood that he's got a short bench right now uh, with, with Patrick being out. Uh, he needs to um, rely on those kind of six top, six or seven top players in the rotation and uh, was able to do that tonight uh, to, to uh, you know, great effect. It, it's still kind of hard for me to believe that Iowa ultimately came back and won this game. Um, we'll go through kind of the play-by-play and some of the team stats and, and look ahead a little bit here in, in just a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So just run through the play-by-play a little bit because it is so interesting. I mean, again, Indiana got out to that 23-4 start. Five and a half minutes into the game, and they had 23 points. I mean, that, that's a that's like a 160 point pace, and Iowa had four, so that's like a you know 25 point pace. I mean, th- this game was so lopsided to start, but then Peyton Sanford hit that three uh, to to kind of get Iowa woken up a little bit, and then Indiana went on another run, and it was 35 to 15. I mean, a 20 point lead for Indiana at the 10 minute mark of the first half, um, and it, it really felt like. Uh, the the crowd was was kind of dead inside Carver, you, you know it's tough. Uh, you're, you're on a three game losing streak. It's eight o'clock on a Thursday night in the middle of winter. The students aren't on campus, so you don't have a big student section uh, there there to keep people up. You know everybody in Des Moines that that's a late game to get over to. The crowd was not great. Uh, size-wise at Carver, but when they needed to be loud, when they needed to impact the game and, and give the Hawkeyes some energy, they were able to do that. And you could you could hear that coming through on TV. Uh, you saw you know beat reporters and, and people in the crowd kind of saying the same. You'll hear the same from Fran and the, the players after the fact. Uh, and the players are given some emotion too. You saw some big emotion out of Philip Robracha and, and Chris Murray at times. Uh, but the, the crowd was able to kind of stay in it uh, and and keep this team alive and, and keep things moving. Uh, as I was going through the play by play, though, thirty five to fifteen with ten minutes to go in the first half, and then Iowa goes on a little bit of a run. I think that's the the nine point run that the Hawkeyes go on. All of a sudden, it's you know thirty five twenty six, so an eleven point run, and you cut that lead to nine, and that was so key. And that that's a two minute. I mean, with with ten minutes left, you're down by twenty. With eight minutes left, you're down by nine. That's the the real key that Iowa was able to to close that gap, and then over the next eight minutes, you know, only give up a little bit of footing uh, the rest of the first half into the, the the half where you were down fifty to forty. You gave up fifty points. I was never going to be a good defensive team under under Fran McCaffrey, but uh, fifty points is tough. Although the end of that half, man, and again. 
the officiating was rough, and Courtney Green has always been rough, and he's been rough with Fran McCaffrey uh, for several years now. Uh, Fran was teed up early in the game. That did provide a spark. It did provide some energy, as McCaffrey's tees often do. Um, he got he got a little close at the end of the game to having one that really, really uh, affected things and, and was a bad technical, but it's been a few years since, since Fran has had a legitimately bad technical foul, and I think you know you get teed up in the first 10 minutes of a game where you're getting blown out and you end up winning that's a pretty effective technical foul uh but at the end of the at the end of the first half the 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 offensive goaltend that was called correctly on the court and then waved off in replay I mean some of these these fouls some of these calls were just mind-boggling uh and Again, luckily, Iowa was able to overcome some of that. And I'm sure if you're an Indiana fan, you saw the same thing on the other side, right? It's it's not that these officials were necessarily super biased against Iowa or anything like that. They're just not great officials, and they made some interesting head-scratching calls at times. I thought even the, the delay a game uh, call against Indiana was a little weak. I mean, I think by the book, that's probably a penalty, as is the, uh, you know, the, the offensive pass interference or the, you know, the cylinder foul or whatever. Um, but yeah, there, there were just some some iffy calls throughout the game, and and that end of the first half really seemed like a killer for the Hawkeyes because they had cut the lead to to five or six points, and then you you kind of give Indiana, you know, you give them two points on that uh, on that you know should have been a offensive goal ten. Trace Jackson Davis makes a free throw. Uh, Geronimo gets a layup before the end of the half after a, a bad offensive possession uh, for the Hawkeyes. And there you go. Uh, it's a 10-point lead at halftime for Indiana. The The key was, I thought, the first few minutes of the, the second half. And Iowa didn't really come out great. Indiana came out and, and scored well, but Iowa kept it close. And, you know, you go into that under 16 and you're down by 8 rather than being down by 10. So you've cut into the lead a little bit. But it was really a stretch uh, in the next five or six minutes where Iowa was able to close the gap, ultimately take a lead. Uh, they tied the game on a, a Chris Murray 3 with 12 minutes to go, took a lead with that Philip Robracha layup uh, with uh, 11 and a half minutes to go. And then it was a dogfight. You know, at that point, you had closed the gap, and there's 11 and a half minutes left. You had made up the the, the big gap that you, you needed to make up. You had expended so much energy to come back from 21 points to take a lead, and could you hold it? Did you have enough in the tank? Uh, were you able to make enough stops and make enough baskets down the stretch? And for a while there, it, it looked like Iowa probably wasn't able to do that. Now, they did go up uh, earlier. There was a couple of really big shots. Uh, Josh Dix, three, was huge, obviously, to, to retake the lead, 73-72. You had that Chris Murray layup after that a uh, and, and an and one there. And that's where Iowa had a four-point lead with seven and a half minutes left. But... Then you go into the uh, it was five and a half minutes left, and all of a sudden you're down by four points. Uh, that that was a, a stretch that where Indiana and Trace Jackson Davis in particular really looked like the better team, and, and he looked like the best player on the floor. And it really felt like they had weathered the storm, uh, had had built up a little bit of a lead then, and uh, it just didn't seem. I think they scored on six straight possessions. It just didn't seem like Iowa was going to be able to do it. But then you have that the under four timeout, and the Hawkeyes just came out and played really, really well after that. Uh, again, big, big free throws. Chris Murray down the stretch made a couple of Peyton Sanford huge free throws uh, right at the end there. 
And then, you know, some big rebounds, some big plays, some big stops, and uh, you get a big win inside Carver-Hawkeye Arena, the 40th anniversary of Carver-Hawkeye Arena, the house that Lou Olson built, and uh, a good way to, to celebrate an anniversary with uh, your first Big Ten win of the season. Quickly go through some team stats here. Uh, Iowa shot 47% from the the field. Uh, Indiana 54%. So uh, the Hawkeyes didn't shoot well, didn't play well overall. 7 of 19 from 3, but uh, scored enough points and, and got enough stops to ultimately make it happen. Again, it was huge from the free throw line. Uh, Indiana actually took one more free throw than Iowa, but Iowa outscored them by 5 at the free throw line. 88% for the Hawkeyes. Iowa out-rebounded Indiana 37-32. to 32. That That's incredible. I mean, Iowa does, does not have a lot of size, is not going to out-rebound a whole lot of teams in the Big Ten, and especially not teams with guys like Trace Jackson Davis down low. But uh, to have 37 rebounds to 32 from Indiana, 13 offensive rebounds for the Hawkeyes, uh, that that was really really big. Sixteen assists on thirty one made shots. That that's low for Iowa, but um, not not the end of the world. Twelve turnovers is high for Iowa. Now they started the game rough. Uh, it, they really looked out of out of sync to start the game. Honestly, it looked like they they had kind of lost something important, <laughs> not just in this game, but kind of for the season. It really started to get dire there for a while in the first half. And part of that was those really ugly turnovers, just um, kind of head scratching, uh, uncharacteristic turnovers for, for, you know, for the program under Fran McCaffrey, but certainly for this team. Uh, But ultimately forced more turnovers than they had 14 uh, for Indiana. And that was huge for Iowa. So again, as I've said a couple of times, uh, it's nice to be one and three in the Big Ten. It's really, really important not to be zero and four because uh, now you go to Rutgers Saturday morning, and that's a really tough team uh, that just notched a really big win. That's a tough place to play, and you, you know you probably don't chalk that up as a win. And so you really couldn't afford to go zero and five to start the Big Ten season. It's it's tough to be one and three as well, but at least now you have some 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 luck, right? And then you've seen this team come back from a, a game like that, show some real heart, show some fight. They haven't given up. Uh, they, they haven't, uh, you know, resigned themselves to being a, you know, second half of the Big Ten team. They uh, have a chance now to kind of take this and build some momentum and, you know, hopefully get Patrick McCaffrey back when he's ready to come back, uh, be that next week or the week after or whenever that is. That's going to be a boost to this team. Um, and, you know, Chris Murray's going to have to be the guy. He's going to have to become what his brother became last season. And and his brother did it with Jordan Bohannon on the team as well. And, and you know, unless Peyton Sanford catches fire here, Chris doesn't have a guy like that. Uh, and so, you know, this game at Rutgers is going to be tough on Sunday. Uh, but, you know, we'll worry about that on Sunday. For right now, whether you listen to this late Thursday night or, you know, on your way to work on Friday, enjoy this, man. What a, what a fun night. What a fun win. The third biggest comeback in school history happens on the 40th anniversary of Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Uh, just a cool, cool win over a top 15 Indiana team. It's always fun to beat Indiana and certainly fun to beat a good Indiana team on a good night in Hawkeye Nation. Uh, we'll have it covered from every angle as we always do. Uh, HawkeyeNation.com. Not just that, but the you know additions and subtractions to the football roster, uh, the women's team who's fantastic, the the wrestling team has a couple of big uh, matches, meets, duels coming up uh, this next weekend, and uh, a lot going on in Hawkeye Nation, and we got it covered uh, for you from all angles. Check it out at HawkeyeNation.com. I do appreciate you listening to this, and hey, go Hawks! Hawks!